There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Okay, we're back for your Thursday Laurie and Julia show here on my talk 1071 everything entertainment thank you for joining us yes we are streaming live you can download our app and listen to us wherever you go and i did that today on a little bike ride i listened to the morning show you put us in your butt and off you went i put you in my belt i have a little belt that i can put my phone in fanny pack and i went and had my my bicycle i put on a new like extension piece on the handlebars so i could tilt my handlebars up more so i don't lean over so much good idea i give a shout out to mike at penn cycle okay and his wife who i can't remember Go wife. Of I want to say Megan, maybe, but that's maybe. not her name. They said hi to us at the fair. <laughs> okay. Can't remember the name. Shout out to you. Shout out to you is right. Okay. Um. So we, it's that day of the week that we get to play the fun game Family Feud. Yes, it is. And Holly. My talk feud. Here we go. Julia, here we go. Mm-hmm. Survey says. Oh, yes. Yes. And I've added a little, uh, by request of Julia, we've added a little uh, production element to the show. So we'll see what happens there. All right. Here it is. I'm only looking for the number one response. Number one only. That's enough of the theme. We don't need that. Okay. And, uh, okay. Don't get too cute with your Honey, answer here. Both you're a you. classic. I know. Can I just say that? I love well, it that when you a, do our a, inside a, baseball out loud. compliment. Uh, name something you like to be alone to do. Julia. Okay. Number one answer. <laughs> you said your name. You got to give me an I answer. I know. I'm, um, shower? Shower. Oh, I'm so sorry. That is... No, that is I want to uh, say that was something naughty, three. but I number couldn't three. say it. It's not an audience. It's number answer. three? That uh, was number three. Holly, you okay. got a guess? How about taking care of your business? Uh, oh, that's no. what I was that's thinking. Yeah, 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 yeah. No. Survey said. Read. Read. Why would we think of that? Because I do love to read, and it's National Read a Book Day. Yes. Well, this one should be pretty easy. So we lost on that one. Yeah, we both did. The field took the point. Mm -hmm. Uh, Name something people do while driving that they know they shouldn't. Holly. Okay. Okay. Holly, you were first. Texting. Uh, Yeah, you know what? I'm going to accept that. Yeah. Yeah, texting Talking on the phone. The texting. Phone. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Point for Holly. All Yay. right. Don't text and drive, people. I see you out there. I see you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Name an uh, name an advantage to being unemployed. Julia. That's Julia. You're relaxed. Uh, you know, you sleep better. I'm going to give it to you. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm going to give it to you. What it's, is it? Do as you please, but yeah. that's close enough. 
Uh, I mean, would the number two one be that you get to watch The Price is Right at 10 a.m.? No, number two is Sleep Late. Oh, okay. okay. All right, well, a point to piece. Here we go. Name something that comes in through the window. Julia. Yes, Julia. Sunshine. Sunshine is no. You <laughs> don't even know. That's I fun. would be terrible at this, Name obviously. Holly, your answer? Peter Pan. Peter Oh, you're just being cute now, aren't you? Yes, yes, of course I'm being cute. What is it, rain? No. Survey said. Air or breeze. Oh, air. Air. Sunshine is close. We are surrounded by air all the time, so it's not necessarily just coming through the window. (sighs) I take issue with these 100 people answering this question. Here's the last one. All right. See if we can break the tie. Name a reason you might leave your house all day. Oh, Julia. Yes. To go to work. To go to work? No. Oh, wait, wait. Um, Holly. Name a reason you might not leave your house. Oh, well, see, Donnie, Donnie, you read the question wrong. I said not. No, you, no, you didn't. didn't. I didn't? No. All right, let me find another <laughs> no. question for you. Then. If you're sick. Okay. Or how about say? if you're on vacation? Is that the number one answer? Okay, Julia. No? no, actually, sick is number two. Okay, Donnie. Okay. You I'm would, giving you another chance. Okay, but it's name a reason you would not, not leave, leave your, your house. house all day. It's kind of I'd a like a new answer. person right. to lead this game show, and I don't think you oh, should try out in Hollywood like think I used it's to so think. It's so easy, don't What's you? What's the answer to that one? How about answer, you're taking care of business? Would you stop with the taking care of business? What is you that? Writing bills? That. Paying your bills? <laughs> <Service Julia? it. laughs> bad weather. Oh, bad weather. No, Julia, taking care of business from the first question that but we had in family. Business food. is so. It's so encompassing. I want you to use your imagination when <laughs> I'm talking about that. Okay, we stunk. Yeah, we sure did. And so did I. <laughs> yeah, you did so, too. So everybody it was, sucked. We all we're sorry, stunk everybody. We are only going to get the stunk. only place we can go is up with that. That's, That's right. true. All right, optimism. Okay, so remember when I Allison was on and I said, um, "Just did you know?" So yeah. I was looking at this list mm-hmm. um, about famous people that lived in Minnesota at one time and what company or what their invention was and kind of that yeah. sort of thing. And Frank Mars and son, Forrest Mars, Frank Mars was from Hancock, Minnesota, and Forrest E. Mars was from Wadena, Minnesota. They were Minneapolis candy makers. Frank founded the Mar O'Bar Company. Yeah. Eventually renamed Mars Inc. Mm-hmm. Created the Milky Way Candy Bar in Minneapolis in 1923, Snickers in 1930, and M&M's in 1941. But Forrest diversified the company and grew the company Mars grew the company and Mars Inc. moved to Chicago. I think that we should give ourselves a pat on the back I for being so. the home yeah. of the creation of such fine, fabulous treats. Mm-hmm. Don't you think? Yes. But I've got another one. Oh, please. But wait, okay. wow. there's but more. But wait, there's more. <laughs> this one is really surprising. <laughs> okay. Robert Mondavi. Oh, the wine the guy? The wine mm-hmm. guy. Is from Virginia, Minnesota. Vinter, businessman, founder of Robert Bendavi Winery in Napa Valley, well known for his introduction of the world's first Fumé Blanc. Ooh. And in 1968, he continued to develop a number of wines that earned the respect of connoisseurs and vinters all around the world. And he's in the Vin- Vinters, if that's how you say it, yes. Hall of Fame in 2007. But he was born in Virginia, Minnesota. You know who else was born in Virginia, Minnesota? Yes. Chris Pratt. Yes, he was. And yes. I was going to bring that up yesterday when we were talking about Chris Pratt because he's on a different list. And you know, you want to know one other Minnesota thing? Of course. Sure. And this one surprised me too. Tommy Bahamas. 
Yeah. The brand, Tommy Bahamas. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's from a couple from Orno. Um, hold on, hold. All right, Bob Emfield from Orno, Minnesota, co-founder of Tommy Bahama Clothing and business partner of Tony Margolis. The fictional character, Tommy Bahama, was created while vacationing in Florida. Later on, they started to wonder what kind of clothes this character would wear, and thus was born the Tommy Bahama line. Amfield lives in Minnesota and Florida. I would like to personally thank him for providing me ideas for every Father's Day and every Christmas (laughs) for the past decade. And making great women's bathing suits and their candles smell real nice i know i like oh. i like i didn't and when i saw that i was like wow minnesota, minnesota. Go, us. Go, go us i know all right we, we'll be back with random thoughts you know i saw this story the other day did you ever notice that you know sometimes what would happen if and now julia's random thoughts he looks like that puppet i don't know he's had cheeky implants it's just random that's all it is all right, I came across this story, and I don't know if this happens to anybody else. Well, we're going to find out. But it was out. in Travel and Leisure. Oh, okay. Oh, yes, Travel and Leisure. Okay. Uh, yeah. Mm. Um, vacation, constipation is real, people. Oh, 110%, yep. Julia, 110%. How to keep you from ruining your next trip. I mean, I will go away with Lori. She is regular as regular, regular, and I'm on day 10. At, you know, somewhere important and I can't fit in my clothes because I really have basically poop in my, you, get, you know. You have shy bowels. I do. Is that what it is? No. Yeah. Well, here's what they say. You know, you've blocked off a week. You've mentally been prepared to go away. Yeah. And now that you're on your trip, you're feeling great, but you, something's a little off. You feel bloated, gassy, have some stomach pains. You're eating more, probably drinking more than usual, and yes. you still don't get any relief. Oh. So it's called vacation constipation. Experts say it's super common, and you can relate, Holly. Mm-hmm. And if you're the type who never has trouble, why does it strike you when you're traveling? Got and it. here's what they say. it's A lot of times, it's just a change in routine coupled with the extra stress of yeah. traveling. It can start while you're in transit on a long road trip or plane ride, limited access to bathrooms. Once you're in your hotel, it's not quite home, and you don't as relax as months, so your bowels are shy. Dietary changes are a major factor, so you start eating different food than you do at home. Sleep disruptions, all that kind of stuff. But here's the thing that you can do to help yourself out. Consider probiotics. So Dr. Rayo, who is a gastroenterologist um, from the University of Chicago, says um, a probiotic supplement, eat yogurt with live cultures before you hit the road. For best results, get into the habit of consuming probiotics. Kimchi, sauerkraut, tempa, yogurt are good options at least a few days before you even go home and continue throughout your time away, suggesting that good bacteria and probiotics might soften and get things happening quickly. And get out of your seat a lot if you're on a long plane ride. Yeah, do if you're, squats. If you're driving, um, you know, walk around the gas station when you put gas in your car. Right. Um, stretch your legs. If you can, when you get to your hotel room, put down a towel because gosh knows what's on those floors and do some sit-ups. On the bath. Oh, on the carpet. On the carpet. But put oh. a towel down. Oh, you're right. Oh, those Dateline NBC. Oh, no. <laughs> UV lights. <laughs> Frightening. But Frightening. Yeah. You know, don't nibble on potato chips, you know, all the crap you would. But just try to eat fiber-rich foods, fruits, vegetables, oatmeal, lentils. Coffee's a good laxative, Yeah, and bring too. your Metamucil. 
And you're going on yeah, your sexy, romantic yes. vacation and eat your fiber cubes. <laughs> mm. You kind of need to. Well, yeah, of course you, you do. Because it's really to. painful when you have yep. shy poop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is. It I'm really? speaking the truth. No, I know, no, I know I you are. Because it is. It's just nope. like when you date someone and you're really early on in the relationship. Oh. And then you have shy poops. And then you, you have to like figure out what you're going to do. How are you going to strategize? Where are you going to stop off? You hang out at somebody's house and whatever. And then you leave <laughs> late at night. And you got to stop at the Super America. Because you got to like find yeah, some yeah. relief somewhere. <laughs> Okay, yeah, thank you so home. much. Make All right, home. anywho, it's a real thing if it you've been suffering thing, yeah. from totally. it. I just yes, am happy to know that I'm not alone. You're not alone, Okay, um, Not at all. All right, what do you got, Holly? All right, well, speaking of dating, I want to bring up 2018's sexiest jobs. This is according to Tinder. And the way that they've uh, gotten these stats, it's a list of the most right-swipe jobs of 2018. And the most right-swipe job, I think it's women swiping for men, are the following, or it could be anybody. It's just men in general. So either men swiping for men, women swiping for men. Okay. Interior designer. For men? Like the man would be an interior designer? Yeah. Okay. A pilot. Right. A A CEO. No, actually not. A a physician's assistant. Okay. A lawyer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Somebody in public relations or communications a producer, a visual designer, a model, a college student, an engineer rounds out the top 10. Okay. <laughs> Those are, that is BS. BS. <laughs> because a college student, the only college reason, student. that's because of the the sheer number of kids that yeah. go on oh, Tinder. Course. That's yes. why that is. And a model, please. I'm a Models male. aren't on Tinder. I'm a male. Donnie, yeah, they are, Donnie. Have you ever been on Tinder? Well, no, I just didn't think they would need to be on the, Tinder. Who, why would I need to be on it and a model wouldn't? I gotta go. <laughs> you can't. Right. You can't judge it. Everyone. Everyone is. You know, wanting to meet people on it, and it, it, the people come from all walks. Okay. I mean, I don't know. Seriously, good-looking people. It. But I did read something today that if you are um, in a relationship and on Tinder, you are a flat-out sociopath. That could make oh. sense. That's oh. on, that could that make sense. Just, not good. Just on Twitter today. Right. You're in a long-term relationship, but you're swiping you're, for somebody exactly. else. Exactly. Mm, well, let mm-hmm. me tell you the 10 uh, most swiped right careers for women. Why would a model need to be on there? Well, no, I just... Donnie, everybody has a hard time finding <laughs> people. <laughs> that is true. It's not all about looks, Donnie. Yep. Sometimes it's <laughs> about what's in the inside. Maybe that model has gas. That's true. Maybe they have shy poops. Maybe they do. Okay, women, nurse, dentist, photographer. Again, college student, right? To your right. point, Julia. It's just it, there's a lot of young people dentist. on this. Dentist, right? Mm, that's Farm- an interesting one. Pharmacist. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game. And you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. No, you want someone to look after your teeth in the future. <laughs> that's right. I'm on for a dentist. All right. They want teeth to. cost a lot of money they're at the end at, of time. They're good yeah. at cavity searches, mm-hmm. right? Uh, teacher. Oh, but I want to tell you. <laughs> flight attendant. 
I'll be here all day. Uh, entrepreneur, <laughs> personal trainer, and waitress slash bartender are the ones that uh, people are swiping right for, for the ladies. There you go. Okay. There you go. Mm-hmm. So if you're one of those uh, as a job, or at least you put it on your Tinder file, who knows if you're actually telling the truth, let's be honest. Well, you no, might be saying not. something to make sexify yourself a little bit. I'm you qualified might to fly 747s. Too bad no 747s fly anymore, Donnie, That's so right. then we know Hot. that you're lying. Come on, red-handed. Yeah, I just... I just, you know, landed a 747. <laughs> you sure? I, I have some words that uh, Merriam-Webster is... Danny, you're so funny. The, what? Well, you guys are just going on and on about this. Merriam-Webster... Well, I think we should. <laughs> ...has added some words to the dictionary, which they do every year. They've added these words. They're official now. Hangry. That's a good one. Yeah. It's an adjective. Guac. Yeah, for guacamole. Guacamole. Yep. Rando. Random. Mm-hmm. Random person. Instagramming is now official for Merriam-Webster. Okay. Bingeable. As it yeah. should that's be. In the, and adorbs. Oh, that's so Those adorbs. are all cute. It's all been cute. added to Merriam-Webster's yep, those dictionary. Really are cute. They're all abbreviated. Let's look for that <laughs> uh-huh. one next year. Would you guys, so there's a company that's starting an all avocado um, restaurant in Brooklyn. Why? Well, Donnie, <laughs> avocado toast. Guacamole. Uh, okay. All the hot foods have something to do with avocado in it. Fish tacos with avocado. Oh, avocado yum. avocado drinks. Mm. You know, oh. you put avocado in your, like... Put it you in know. your smoothie. Yeah, it totally. Makes it silky. Mm-hmm. It totally does. Mm. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I would necessarily go to this restaurant, but I do like avocados. I do, too. So that is yum, 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 yum. Hey, uh, I think that, Julia, you can relate to this stat just a little bit, and I think I can relate to this, too, is that everyone's leaving Facebook, essentially. 42% of people have taken a break from Facebook, and one in four have deleted the app altogether. It's off my phone. I've deleted it off my phone. I'm like, nope, don't want it. I only keep business hours on the Facebook between 9 and 5, and only for this job, really. Well, here's how I use it. Yeah. Because I never used it on my phone. Mm Mm-hmm. Ever. Ever? Mm-mm. Really? Mm-mm. Never the app. No, I didn't. And Donnie, sorry, they don't have the semaphore version for you, so you never had it on your uh, on your twig either. They really should. Oh, they should. But I still like to go and see what my friends are doing. Yeah, that's true. So business hours for yeah. that. But everyone's taking business a break. Business hours. Business hours on that thing. All right, when we come back, we have Chris Hewitt with us. We're going to talk movies, plays, people, all sorts of things. All right, well, let's just start with a little My Talk 1071 traffic here. It looks like things are best. This is going viral in a big way. This is the My Talk Now trending report. What's this? What's the latest? Well, of course, continuing to trend this afternoon would be the passing of Hollywood legend Burt Reynolds at the age of 82. Uh, some people are remembering his greatest films, including The Longest Yard, Cannonball Run, also Smokey and the Bandit, and Boogie Nights. And also, uh, trending on Google, did you know that Burt Reynolds made a country album? Well, people are going back and listening to that one. I'm sure it is fantastic. Sure. Uh, Also trending right now, uh, specifically for Twitter, Alex Jones and Infowars have been permanently banned from the social media site. And I say bye-bye. And also today, it's Read a Book Day. That's what's trending here at my talk. Now you know what we know. See more at mytalk1071.com.
means one thing. Chris Hewitt is with us from the Star Tribune, and we've um, given you a little special assignment. Uh-oh. Unbeknownst to you. <laughs> yes. Welcome, Chris. I know. How's welcome. that going to work out for you? I know. Well, it was weird because we called you. Um, you were going to be a guest today anyway, and Donnie said, you know, we'd like you to talk about Burt Reynolds. Mm. And you said, well, if funny, I just read the what? Sally Field's autobiography. That in a, and it's not out yet. No, I think it comes out. Well, she is here for talking volumes, uh, October twentieth or something. Okay. And I think the book might come out the first week of October. Don't quote me on that. Okay, I, I, it's roughly that time frame. So this is her memoir. Yep, it's called In Pieces. Okay, and he doesn't come off well in it. Mm. <laughs> She basically, in fact, none of the men in her life come off very well in it. She kind of depicts him as uh, turning her into his servant girl, bringing him chicken soup when he wasn't feeling good and always expecting her to be by his side. And I mean, and I think this has actually been reported pretty widely, too, Mm -hmm. and him not being by her side. Mm -hmm. For instance, when she won her Oscar for Norma Rae, which was while they were together. Why wasn't he there? He don't. Well, I think maybe it was depicted as he didn't want to distract the spotlight away from her or something. Oh, because he was such the big celebrity, biggest movie star in the world. He didn't want her her to win something when she didn't. He had advised her against taking the part, according to her, and um, lots of... uh, He was not super supportive of her her career. Got it. Yeah. He was from a different generation. Well, that's true. Mm -hmm. Although that generation still can be supportive. Supportive. They certainly can. They certainly can. Okay, so Mm -hmm. you were talking about some of the roles that he turned down. Yeah, I was just reading, uh, I think this is from the autobiography that he wrote. Right. That he was offered James Bond at one point. Mm, Interesting. But I could see that. Mm -hmm. And he was supposedly offered Han Solo. He for sure was offered, and in fact, I think almost started rehearsals on the role that ended up winning an Oscar for Jack Nicholson in terms of endearment. Uh, and oh, I don't know, yeah. I don't know what happened there if it was a scheduling thing or what. But that's right. another biggie. Um, also, one flew over the cuckoo's nest. I think he had a shot. Yeah, at that, I read that one too, which I'm yes. skeptical about. But yeah, so a couple of Jack Nicholson roles. Yeah, and I mean they are roughly the same. Well, actually, Jack Nicholson's movie career probably started slightly earlier. They're about the same time frame, though. Yeah, is Jack Nicholson 82, though? He's got to be at least 82. I think he's 80 at the very least. Yeah, he's just been lying low going to Lakers games the past decade. Because he was in movies in the late 50s. He's 81. So he was a peer of Burt Reynolds, but right, his career kind of took a couple years later to develop. Burt Reynolds just looks so much older than Jack Nicholson to me. Have you seen a picture of Jack Nicholson recently? Is he really fat? <laughs> I don't mean that in a mean way. No, well, I, you know, he looks like because he's, Burt Reynolds he looks, looks like so he's in his eighties. Yeah, he looks like he's in his eighties. You know, and he didn't have all the plastic surgery because Burt Reynolds looked funny later on because of all the stuff he did around his eyes and his brow. And oh, did he? Yeah, there was some vanity and fall involved in the the face of the late Burt Reynolds in the latter days. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you see it. I mean, how imagine being the world's sexiest man at one point in your life, mm-hmm. and then how do you deal with it when you're not? Yeah. Well, that is an issue. But I gotta say that Cosmo photograph loomed I, large in this young homosexual's yeah. imagination <laughs> for years and years and years. Oh, so the lie on the bear that skin. sexiest man thing. Right. 
Right. And it's just like that right? image right? from Cosmo Magazine. If you haven't seen it, go and Google it. It's Burt it's Reynolds. It's on my Instagram, Lori and Julia. Go to Lori, or Lori and Julia's Instagram page. Go find it because it is so iconic. He's mm. lying on the bearskin rug in his finest bear finery, which is absolutely nothing at all. Just a treasure trail from the top of his neck all the way down it's to nice the bottom. To, I, I mean, like <laughs> seeing a man with hair. But that right? aesthetic you know? is so, it, it, it just defined this very specific idea of masculinity yeah, that did. was really in popular that in, yeah. in that time frame. And it totally transmitted to um, uh, gay culture. I mean, the Castro look is exactly basically Burt Reynolds mm-hmm. in the early 70s, which Isn't I never really thought of until I just said that out of my mouth right now. You're just so <laughs> smart. You're so smart. Yes. Did you ever meet him or talk to him? Or I anything? didn't. The closest I got, and this is another sort of odd story, I guess, but when I went to the screening of Boogie Nights, which would be my by far favorite Burt Reynolds oh, movie, I love that movie. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. It is so good and so innovative. And Mark Wahlberg so is the one that's embarrassed about that. So is he. So when I went to that screening, Bill Carlson, who used to be on WCCO, was there and had just come from the Toronto Film Festival. And before the screening started, he said, Bert hates this movie. They were friends. Uh, He and Lonnie Anderson, I think they were still married at that point, Mm -hmm. were friends. And he said, Bert can't stand this movie. And he actually continued long after he was nominated for an Oscar to say it just was never my kind of a movie. But then the movie starts, and I'm like, this movie's a masterpiece. Oh, right. What is he thinking that he doesn't like this movie? Did he give a specific reason, Bert Reynolds, on why he didn't like Boogie Nights? He just said it wasn't his thing. Uh, Yeah, the content. mm, I think he was uncomfortable with the pornography element. I believe he never even saw it. I don't. I, don't I think, think you're right about that. It. I feel like he said that in something. Um, and Maybe Mark in Wa- Wahlberg is embarrassed by the content. Yeah. Well, they both should get over it because I it's know it's a, a great movie. That's I know it. Who was the girl again? Julianne Moore is in it. Right. Heather Graham's in Heather it. Heather Graham. She's roller roller girl. girl. That's right. Lots of great. great oh my gosh. But so yeah, no, I never. You know, his career was kind of. Uh, not over, but it was kind of winding down by the time sure. I started working at the Pioneer Press. When I used to be there in 93, I started. And there weren't a lot of Burt Reynolds movies no. after that, other than Boogie Nights. Can I just make a quick comment? Please. You know, when he was nominated for Best Supporting Actor, even though he said he didn't like the movie, when he didn't win, which I thought he should have, he looked crushed. Mm. Well, he, he just looks so crestfallen. And the buzz was that he was going to win. Yeah. And kind of like Eddie Murphy, ultimately the explanation say, yeah. was he kind of badmouthed the movie and maybe people uh, opted for it. Did Robin Williams win that year instead? I'd have to check. Yeah. I want to say that's the way it went. But yeah, it but, was kind of a surprise that he didn't win because he's the sort of veteran Hollywood performer right. who often gets rewarded with the Best Supporting Actor trophy. Right. And, the, the, and it was his comeback. In the yeah. late 90s. Where First it was, time he had ever been nominated after being, like you said, the biggest star in the world for years and years and years. Yeah. And do you think that you, I for me, just because I didn't really necessarily grow up with Burt Reynolds because people saw him as a movie star and not didn't maybe. Do you think that people appreciated his actual work as a, a as an actor in the craft and the art? I think so. And that he was willing to do something different and. And, you know, he had also made, starting over, I can't remember if that was on the list of movies you just said, but that was another sort oh, of change of that pace one? that people thought might get him an Oscar yeah. nomination, and it didn't, and apparently he was disappointed in that. But right. uh, Candace Bergen did get nominated for it. But I think, yeah, I think he was recognized when he did something that was not Smokey and the Bandit, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. Well, I remember the his other football ones. I mean, he was so good. Oh, Longest Yard. Yeah, yeah. that was a great movie. Deliverance. He really Deliverance. was in a lot of great movies. Yeah, he was in the 70s. Yeah. 
he really was. All right, so this just happened today. Um, Oscar, you know, we heard that they are making some changes to the award show, so it's not going to be seven hours. It's just going to be three now. They're not going to give away some of those technical awards on air. And then the new thing that they started... Excuse me. Is that, Get it out. I know it. I know I sneezed. Is that they were going to have a new category, the popular movie category. Yeah. So they couldn't figure out how to define it. And a lot of actors spoke out and said, I don't want Black Panther to be nominated just because it's popular or made money at the box office. And there was just a lot of hullabaloo of what's popular because they said they're going to have this new category without defining it. Yeah. Well, now today they've said we've taken it off the air. We've recognized that implementing any new award nine months into the year creates challenges for films that have already been released. Can I Hollywood speak that? Yes, please. yes please. This was a terrible idea from the beginning, and we are abandoning it. There you go. Yeah, yes. Thank that you so exactly much. Now, why do you it. think that uh, the real, why do you think one of the reasons that the Academy introduced this idea of a popular movie category in the first place? Well, it's to get ratings for the, for the broadcast, because they fear that the popular movies don't get nominated. But it also, I mean, the other side of the Black Panther thing you were just saying is it creates kind of a weird separate but equal. Like, exactly. Oh, Black Panther, we're going to say you're the best popular movie because we don't think you're good enough to be nominated for exactly. Best Picture. Which it should be contending in that category. Mm-hmm. It should be a movie that will be considered in that category. Do you think so. it will be considered in, in as the best picture? I'm skeptical. It will have been a really long time since it came out yes. by the time the nominations happen again. And I don't know if it really stands the test of time. I okay. think it was it was pathfinding in other areas, trailblazing in other areas. But I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm just tired of superhero movies. It mm-hmm. basically, in the long run, yeah. was Aren't an overly all? long superhero movie. So. Right. 20 minutes too long, but I liked it. Yeah, I would go there. You know, that's my. I mean, there's a lot of those. Uh, hello? In fact, this pretty is, much every Marvel would, movie, pretty much every. Yeah, exactly. This mm-hmm. is how I feel. Now, are you going to go see A Star is Born? I am. Mm-hmm. I'm not a Lady Gaga fan, I have to say. Neither am I for an actor, but we've, where have we seen her? I didn't watch any of that horror mm-hmm. movie stuff she was in or whatever. American, oh, the American Horror Story. Horror story. Yeah. But yeah, she was okay in it. Buzz at the Venice Film Festival is saying that this movie, A Star is Born, is phenomenal. Does that sway you at all? Do you oh, trust, yeah, yeah, yeah. trust the reviews out of Venice enough to say, okay, these people saw it. They said A Star is Born is great. I'm in. Yeah, it definitely makes it sound like it's going to be worth seeing. People are saying Bradley Cooper could break the the record for Oscar nominations. I that he know. could get five. Because apparently he also wrote the songs. He did. So He did. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? All right, we're with Chris Hewitt. We're going to talk movies, plays, and we're going to do a little Hollywood speaking. Can you hang out? Mm. All right, we'll be right back. So, what are you trying to say? Hollywood! Hollywood speaking! What is the meaning of this? All right, let's get at it. Chris Hewitt is with us from the Star Tribune. We are going to get at Hollywood speaking some things. Here yes. we go. Get at it. Get at it, people. All right. <laughs> da, 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 da. All right, Sherry Shepard. <laughs> Sherry Shepard, who used to be on The View. Oh, and my beloved trial and error. Well, tell us more about that. Oh, it's done. It's done. It was on NBC. It was a sitcom. It was hilarious. It was kind of a spoof of S-Town. Yes. And other sort of judicial. It was so good, but it didn't get good ratings. She's funny. I'm sorry. I interrupted you. She's funny, but she said um, that she was interviewed most recently, and she said, um, Sherry Shepard says Rosie O'Donnell helped her negotiate a bigger paycheck on The View. 
And she says, I tell people what I make if you're doing a talk show because Rosie O'Donnell did it for me. She told me what she made so I would know how to go in and negotiate. She Jessica Chastander. Well, and you know who else mm-hmm. this happened to? Kit, uh, the guys from E! It oh, happened to Kat, Kat Sadler. Sadler and Jason Kennedy. Yes, it did. Mm-hmm. And Jason Kennedy, she's going into negotiation, tells her how much he's making. And he's making so much more than her. She's furious. Because she's been there just as long doing the same thing, that she's two mags, they won't even come up close, and she just quits. Wow. So sometimes it could be good, and sometimes it could be bad. Yeah. What's well. your theory? Do you share? I think it's really an awkward thing to share with people. Well, I'm in a union, so I think it's pretty... Oh, you, you know, are? People are kind of standardized. Are you? Mm-hmm. So... I don't know. I guess maybe not as much as I think. Yeah, I don't know. I, I tend not to talk about it. Because, you know, we're not taught not to talk about money. We and are. Blah, 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 and, and what if, you know, it is weird. I think it's a weird thing to talk about. I tell my kids I make $2 a year so they can quit. So it's, the sooner they get off the payroll, the better. <laughs> yeah, leave me a quarter for crying oh, out loud at least. I remember, <laughs> I remember, I, Mom, I, do you make like forty? thousand dollars a year that's so much money you know way back yeah. not even way back but i mean i used to love some of their comments yeah it's all perspective think, it's I all think, relative you yeah. find five dollars when you you're make a hundred dollars a day <laughs> oh, made me laugh making the money made me laugh okay so that is perspective what about cbs board deep into negotiations for les moonves to exit the company um here's what's happening the big trial started between CBS and um, Red Sumner's family. Sumner Redstone's oh. Sumner family. Sumner Redstone's family, who owns Viacom, which CBS right. is part of, and they have the controlling share. Sumner Redstone does, and so there's a big trial right now. And some people even say they planted the Les Moonves stuff to get him out ahead of time. Mm-hmm. I mean, it sounds like the kind of thing people do. I know. <laughs> I know. Like corporate espionage, Julia. I don't know. Now that's going to be something to watch. You know, Sumner Redstone is getting up there in age. Oh, and yes. it's his daughter, Sherry Redstone, right. who is the one who's really in charge of National Amusements and Viacom. Mm-hmm. Dirty, dirty, dirty. I know. Okay, so tell us what, um, we're done with Hollywood speaking, because okay. everything else I have has names I don't recognize, and I didn't read the story. So well, that's gonna, fan, that is a fantastic reason to move on. <laughs> okay, so here's what I want to know, Chris. Yes. What are we going to be really excited about in theater and in movies? Because so, it's like they take a pause from August 15th, I think, to like... With the end of September, what are September fifteenth? It starts getting okay. crazy theater wise. All right, tell us what is going to be really cool this fall. Well, uh, Theater Latte Da has a production of Once, which I saw on Broadway, and I saw in the touring production, and I loved and cried both Did times. You really? So I'm very excited to see it again. Yeah, and it's just about the making of the one song with the Irish couple, right? No, it's kind of these two people who are loners who are connected by music. I saw the movie. And it's it's that story. It's not the making of. Okay. But they, you know, maybe fall in love, maybe not. And it all happens in a night, doesn't it? Uh, is that true? I, it might all happen I, in a night. Yeah. But you really love it that much. I think it's great. It's small scale. It doesn't have like huge costumes or sets or whatever, but I think it's just beautiful. Mm. Hey, Daddy, did you see that with Lori? Because somehow Lori's 
I'm having her. Who wants to be a see a play about a song and that's all it's about? They make it. I and love I, the movie and it, the song won an Oscar. I know, it but did. It, I'm yes. listening to Lori, so I'm in you, my ear well, right now. Well, she's not here. So too bad. Yeah, she just sent you a picture of her feet from France. What does she I have know. to have an opinion <laughs> yeah. about I this know. play? It's just no. making me laugh because I'm just thinking her wants. Uh, I mean, it's very much not like Wicked or whatever. It doesn't have a lot of spectacle, but I think it's a beautiful story. You do, all right. and it's going to be perfect for Latte Da, which is you know kind of an intimate theater in Northeast Minneapolis. Is it, is it the Old Ritz? It's the Old Ritz. Yes. Yeah. All yeah. right. And we've got the cast coming on the show in a couple of weeks. So oh, there. oh, well, awesome. Lori better be on her best behavior. It could be me. <laughs> it could be me because I remember last time they were in town or something. I, somehow I'm just having a oh. brain fart about this. So we'll move on. All right, what else? Uh, the Guthrie is doing a Frankenstein adjacent play called Frankenstein Playing with Fire. What do you think of that? I am very intrigued by it. So tell also, us. Also, handsome yeah. gentlemen are involved as Frankenstein and the creature. And uh, I've not seen it before. It's written by a local playwright, Barbara Field, and they did do it once before in 1988, I want to say. Oh, so this is really? like Frankenstein fan fiction? A little bit. It definitely involves some of the story of the original book, but my understanding is that it veers off and somehow flashes back maybe to the doctor's youth and what led him to this point where he thought oh, he could like create life. Oh, it's like Wicked Before Us. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Pretty Frankie. You should talk to the marketing department about that. Uh-huh. They might go for that. It's, so I'm intrigued by that. Okay, so did you read Frankenstein? I have read it. Yeah, my book club read it years and years ago, and I, I had never read it at that point right and then i was like wow i can't believe it totally holds up is it, you know it's it the does? 200th anniversary no i know we and have, it's still a great we great celebrated book. and it was written by a woman but she published mary shelley published yeah. it anonymously the first time around oh. and she was a mm-hmm. teenager when mm-hmm. she wrote that book too we had a whole discussion in my book club about whether maybe the whole thing was just in frankenstein's head the doctor's head let it, no, nothing ever actually happened so it was but like he, a saint elsewhere thing and like exactly <laughs> oh, wow. at the end we all, all shook right. a snow globe and said goodbye <laughs> to the book club no we didn't really do that but. oh my gosh all right so that's gonna be at the guthrie yep that's coming up uh there's an adaptation of little women Mm-hmm. At the jungle, which has had just a crazy run of successes, and I'm sure it's going to be uh, terrific. Wendy Lair, beloved local actor, Wendy Lair is one of the uh, actors in it. Okay. Lots of good people actually are in it. Christina Baldwin's in it. So those are three that. Oh, is God is is this play that's going to be at Mixed Blood and a woman named Jasmine Hughes won a, a Obie Award off Broadway for really? the same play. The same role, and she's appearing in it here as well. And she is phenomenal, like a force of nature. Totally can't take your eyes off her for the whole performance. Oh, really? Type of performer. So, oh, cool. What is this play about? That you know, I don't know too much about it. It's about a friendship between two women that turns violent, is what I've read, and I'm not exactly sure what that means. I've kind of tried to keep uh, keep from getting too many spoilers. So, but I've heard it's it's a play that is really out there. Wow. So that's got my name on it. Oh, it totally. Totally does. All right. So, have you been to Broadway recently? Not since May. What did, What did you see there that was so great in May again? Um. Gosh, that seems like it was so long ago. It's kind of hard to remember. What did I see? Oh, the band's visit is the best thing I saw. Okay, that's right. You told it's us about really that. Really beautiful. It's another one. Lori might object to it too because oh, it's another no. one that not a lot happens. These people. <laughs> 
from uh, Egypt are supposed to play a concert oh, right. in, Isra- in an Israeli town, and they end up in the wrong town. They won all the Tonys, though. Oh, yeah, tons of them. Yeah, and it's they... beautiful. Okay. But again, not momentous, not a lot of sets, not it's, a lot it, of costumes. It, I probably am projecting the once thing on Lori, and maybe it was me. <laughs> I, I just don't really? know. I can't remember. Oh. Okay, so Chris, I saw you at Hamilton. Yes. Last, yes. Last week, and um, we've spent a lot of time on this show talking about Who it. Who hasn't? I know it. It's just a phenomenon, isn't it? It is. And it's worth it. It is. I liked it a lot. And you know, one thing, I had seen the original Broadway cast, right. Manuel Miranda, Les Lanham, those guys. And I kind of was trying to decide, based on that experience a couple of years ago, how cast-dependent the show was. Yes. It seemed to me that it wasn't particularly cast-dependent and that would be fine with other performers. And that really turns out to be the case. And one thing I was surprised by was how much room there is for the actors to do different things. In particular, the Burr. His performance is nothing he was phenomenal. like the one in New York. Amazing. So, yeah. Really? Yeah. Thank you, honey. And people can read you in the Star Tribune and at Chris Hewitt. Uh, Twitter? My Twitter is Hewitt Strib. Okay, got it. All right, we'll be back, everybody. Oh, something scary happened on Jimmy Kimmel last night that we must discuss.